Welcome, in the name of Christ. I'm Suzanne Vernon-York, the Vicar of St Christopher's Church in Hanwell, West London, where some wonderful people want to bless you today. Jesus Christ is King of it. He lives his life in us for the sake of the world. Jesus is alive today. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. The Lord be with you. The Lord be with you. The Lord will be with you. The Lord be with you. The Lord be with you. The Lord be with you. In our service today, we're thinking about the parable of the Good Samaritan and reflecting on the different ways it might speak to each of us. The grace of God has dawned upon the world with healing for all. Let us come to God in sorrow for our sins 
seeking healing and salvation. God, be gracious to us and bless us, and make your face shine upon us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May your ways be known upon earth, your saving power among the nations. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. You, Lord, have made known your salvation and reveal your justice in the sight of the nations. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We're going to hear the parable of the Good Samaritan now, first brought to us by Iona. And then Charlie will bring us the same reading in a different contemporary version. We are reading Luke 10, verse 25 to 37 the parable of the Good Samaritan. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied, how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied, do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is thy neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was. And when he saw him, he took, him, took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and, and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And the next day he took out two diaries and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for an extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell in the hands of the robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The contemporary version of Luke chapter 10, 25 to 37. One of the religious law profs tries to catch Jesus out. 
What have I got to do to get this limitless life? You're a lawyer. What's the law say, says Jesus? He rolls off the pat answer. Love God with everything you've got and love your neighbour as you love yourself. Good answer, says Jesus. Do it and you'll get a life. But he couldn't resist posing. But who qualifies as a neighbour? Jesus says, there's a guy leaving Jerusalem on Jericho Road. Okay, he gets mugged. He's left in the gutter, half naked and two thirds dead. One of the God reps is passing, sees him and crosses the road to avoid him. He waits for the gasps to die down. Then a HQ worker goes past, sees him and does the same. Slightly smaller gasps. Next up a marathon goes past, sees him, and what do you reckon? Tell you what, multiple choice. A, he walks on past. B, he goes over and sees that they've left any money on him so that he could steal it. Or C, gives him a good kicking to finish him off. No idea? Well, the answer is D. He cleans his injuries, lifts the guy on his donkey, walks him to the next country pub, pays for full bed and lodging, and promises to cover the excess if the bill tops up to more. Major rumble of shocked voices. So, who's down in the character list as a neighbour then? The slick lawyer mumbles, the sma, uh, the guy who looked after him. So, go do the same, Jesus says. Our two lay preachers, Prince and Nigel, are going to share briefly now in the different ways that the parable of the Good Samaritan spoke to each of them. Today I want to share with you how Jesus shows us love and mercy. An expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus knows the reason for his question. Jesus reversed the question on him. What is written in the law? He asked. The expert quote from the book of Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 5. How to love God. How to love the Lord your God. And Leviticus 19, verse 17 to 18, love your neighbors as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. The expert did not hear what he expected to hear and wanted to justify himself. And who is my neighbor, he asked. Jesus told him a story of four men traveling along the road from Jerusalem to Jericho. The first to go down the road was attacked by thieves. They robbed him, stripped him of his clothes, and beat him, leaving him to die. The two first men to come along, one after the other, were both officials of the law. When they saw him, each one passed by on the other side. The next person to come along was someone who is considered to be sinful. When he came, Nearby and saw the man, he took pity on him. He poured oil and wine on him, bandaged him, his wound. He put him on his donkey 
and brought him to a place of safety. He took care of him and paid his upkeep. Jesus asked the expert, which of these three men do you think is the neighbor of the man who fell in the hands of the robbers? The expert in the law could just about bring himself to admit that the neighbor of the wounded man was the sinful man who took care, who had mercy on him. Who were these three men that came along? The first was a priest, an advocate of God's law. The second was a Levi, a lawyer who could, who uphold the law. The third was a Gentile, an outcast Samaritan. Why did the priest and the lawyer pass by on the other side? They may have a deadline and to stop would make them late. The man would have been dead and if they touch him, that would make them unclean, which means they would not be able to attend any ceremony, any, uh, they would not be able to attend any place of worship until they were ceremoniously clean. They might be fearful should the robbers still around and come and rob them too. Whatever was their reason, their self-importance was greater than compassion for the suffering man. Jesus was showing the expert in the law that God's love is limitless and he cares for everyone, not just for what we say, but what we do also. If we require God's mercy, we must be willing to show mercy to God's people. We cannot say we love God and not loving his people. About a month ago, I was on the bus and it stopped to pick up a young man. When he got on and tried to pay, it became clear that there was a problem. His card wasn't working. The driver was asking him to leave and the young man was trying to argue his way on, saying that he had forgotten to top his card up, had to get to college and only needed to go a few stops. This conversation went on for a little while and the young man was just about to reluctantly get off when the lady sitting immediately in front of me called out to the driver in a foreign accent. Driver, let him go on, I pay. She went forward and tapped her card on the payment machine and returned to her seat and the young man boarded sheepishly. It was only then after this lady's non-judgmental act of kindness, that I realised what my attitudes and thoughts had been and how they contrasted to her spirit, to the spirit of her action. My silent attitude had been one of judgment and criticism, thinking that this young man was blagging, knew perfectly well that his card was empty and was just trying it on. The contrast between my attitude and hers struck me forcibly and I was surprised at the realisation of my habitual uncharitable and critical attitude. But I was also grateful that it had been revealed to me and grateful to the lady whose act of kindness had revealed it. Then, about a week ago, I was waiting at a bus stand when a different young man 
standing nearby, dropped an earbud just in front of me. As he picked it up, he said something to me which I didn't quite catch in a tone of friendly humour. I responded with more than a non-committal grunt, and he began to talk at me. He was very bright and friendly, but I was hot and tired and not really wanting to interact, but nonetheless finding myself in a conversation with this friendly stranger. The bus drew in, putting an end, I hoped, to our conversation, and we lined up to board with him and another young man in front. The other young man boarded first, and it immediately became apparent that his card wouldn't work, and there was a conversation with the driver. Then the man who had been talking to me stepped forward, muttering something to the first young man along the lines of, you're all right, mate, I'll get this, and tapped his card to pay the fare. Again, it was only then, after this spontaneous act of kindness, that my attitudes and thoughts were revealed. Again, my silent attitude had been one of judgment and criticism, but this time that attitude had included both the man I had been talking to and the man who couldn't pay. Again, the realisation of my attitude struck me forcibly, with additional force because I appeared to have learned nothing from the first time. But still, strangely, there was still gratitude that a light had been shone on my habitual attitudes. When I hear the story of the Good Samaritan, I don't associate myself with the priest and the Levite, but there I was, passing by on the other side. Now this has only happened twice so far, but it may be that it needs to happen again, before, like Peter, I remember. But I'm not dismayed by this, something has shifted. The characters of the priest and the Levite are now less like pantomime villains, but men. Like me, who I hope and believe also got further chances to learn what we all need to learn. The small, unregarded foreign lady, the chatty oik, and the despised Samaritan are all teaching us the same thing, that what we are commanded to do, to love one another, is quite natural. Maureen, I know you were moved by experiencing a wonderful kindness from a stranger. Would you share it with us? Well, many years ago, I was out shopping with my disabled son. He was buying some flowers for his grandma. And this complete stranger chat started chatting to me, asking, was I his mother? And I said, yes. And she said, oh, it can't be easy then, being a carer. And I said, well, you know, it does get hard sometimes, you know, but, uh, you know, he, he gives back as much as I put in, even more. This lady then went and bought a bunch of flowers and gave them to me. She said, you deserve it, just for being his mum. Thank you so much for sharing that story with us, Maureen.
let us declare our faith. We believe in God the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. We believe in God the Son, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with his love. We believe in God the Holy Spirit, who strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord of Light, we thank you that you hear us when we pray. We look to you to lead us and guide us and help us live as your light in the world. Voices of peace be loud, and seekers of war be silenced. light. We hold before you the hungry, the thirsty and the broken. May all be nourished with food for the body and soul and may the broken know healing in all the ways they need.
of light, we hold before you the homeless, those without security of shelter, and those facing fewer poverty. May compassion, understanding, and justice lead to good support and the meeting of needs. sense of community and humanity may grow. you ourselves be the answer to our own prayers wherever you use us. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty God, who called your church to bear witness that you were in Christ reconciling the world to yourself, help us to proclaim the good news of your love that all who hear it may be drawn to you through him who was lifted up on the cross and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, 
now and forever. Amen. Perhaps you feel like the man who was ignored and avoided. Maybe you feel unseen, unheard or insignificant. Please know that God is like the one who came along, sees you, has compassion, wants to lift you up and care for you. You are seen, you are known, and you are loved more than you will ever understand. May God, who has loved us from before the world began, make our lives a blessing to others through the power of Christ and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen.
In the name of Christ, amen.